Hello and welcome again to the Stay-at-Home Mom Power Hour. I am your host, Kristen Joy. We are back in our series for Homeschooling 101. This is the second episode. In the first episode, we had gone over some of the steps that you immediately need to be doing when you decide you're going to start homeschooling. Um, And I know a lot of parents are kind of going, oh crap, it's almost July. We're probably going to start in August. What do we do? I've seen so much of it coming in on the on all the groups that I'm in for homeschooling that are nationwide, worldwide, local, you know, whatever, uh, the newbies are starting to panic. So I'm here, I've got some information for you, and hopefully this will help you get going in the right direction, feeling more calm, more collected, and more confident. The three C's uh, of newbie homeschooling that I'm hoping you can take in. Now, in my last one, uh, what I said, essentially, you know, go listen to it for the details, but essentially what I said was to CYA, cover your ass, uh, make sure that you know what your regulations are in your state, uh, what subjects you need to teach, what, uh, forms you need to have, if you need to have any forms or recording or whatever. Um, you need to research teaching styles. Don't wing it. Don't wing it. Okay. Research those styles. Um, Find out what your why is for homeschooling. Envision it. See see your perfect homeschooling in your mind. Observe your kids researching curriculum and then determining what to teach. Now today, before we get into all the like nitty gritty of how to teach, how to plan, how to set up your days, uh, different types of scheduling, um, we're going to go into the second step where where you and your children need to be able to deprogram yourselves from the public school system. You might be coming from the private school sector, but most everyone who's coming over to the homeschool side um, is leaving the public school system. So just for general blanket terms, I'm going to say public school system before anybody gets all wop wop on me. Okay, so the very first thing that we're talking about here is that you need to deprogram yourself and you're going to sit here and say, but Kristen, I'm not programmed. I took my kids out of the homeschool or out of the public school to homeschool them. I don't have any of that programming in. I abhor everything about the public school system. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You, you do abhor everything about the public school system. Um, can I ask how many years you were in the public school system? Oh, 12 plus plus K. So 13 years, maybe even some of you went to public preschool. So 14 years back in my home state of Michigan, the small town I went through, we had everything from preschool, young fives, kindergarten and then all the way up to 12th so essentially you could spend 15 years of your life in the public school system there's a certain way things are done in the public school system you line up you stand quietly you sit down you sit quietly you read you read quietly you sit you sit you sit some more you repeat back to the teacher you you know there's just certain ways things are done everything is done on a very um distinct time schedule there's there's no nuances in there for rabbit trails or you know going off book or just changing direction completely during the day 
those details, those lesson plans are so finite and detailed that it, it's incredible to behold. It really is. And I can say this with a little bit of authority because I grew up with two parents who were educators. My dad was and is a fourth grade uh, public school teacher. And my mother has been a substitute teacher off and on my entire life. I literally grew up in the system watching it from the inside out. Now, I was not the teacher, but I saw what it did to the teachers. I went to board meetings. I went to teachers conference meetings. I I had to go to all these mundane things, uh, especially during the summer because, you know, dad was taking care of me. <laughs> so that meant I went where he had to go. I can't even tell you how many hours of my life I spent in his classroom in the summer while he was getting it ready for the new school year. So let me give you a little backstory here. Um, when we first started homeschooling, I, I, I was, you know, guaranteed that I had no, uh, programming left in me. I had been out of the school system for so long. I had gone through all of the groups and read all of their advice. I had watched YouTube videos. Um, I'd read some books, you know, I was like, okay, I got this. And the overwhelm and the stress of feeling like you are completely losing all control led me to overcorrect. And I was expecting my kindergartner, my, you know, halfway through uh, school year kindergartner and my preschooler and like my little two-year-old even to sit quietly and listen to stories and then answer questions about the stories. And then it was time for coloring and now it's circle time. And now we have a 15 minute break and it's just on and on and on and on. Um, and honestly, that, that first year was incredibly stressful. Um, I would say about three quarters of the first year. It, I kind of gave up in the last quarter and we all relaxed a lot. And we all had a lot more fun with it. And the only person who felt like they weren't doing enough was me. You know, I, I was too ambitious. I was too regimented. Um, I felt like I had to check off every single box. I even found myself saying, oh, well, if he was in public school, you know, he couldn't just get up and walk around and chit chat all the time. And honestly, I do still say that to myself sometimes, but my kiddo's older now. My oldest is almost nine years old now. Um, and so he can definitely sit his ass down and read quietly and do some independent work for a little bit. But expecting a little five-year-old, little five-and-a-half-year-old was too much. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Come on. I even talked to, you know, my middle, then middle child's preschool teacher and I, I wanted to pick her brain to make sure I was doing everything right. And she's, she's Montessori certified. Um, so she sat down with me and even though, you know, she had ran an in-home preschool and daycare, it was still a preschool and daycare. And so the setting is going to be totally different and the environment and the atmosphere are going to be totally different. And she was warm and she was nurturing and very motherly, but 
it still was this time is circle time this time is you know we do these science things this time we do this da 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 on and on the line um and so i had a lot of rebellion in our first year and quietly from my oldest who was who was trying to be a little people pleaser but at the same time he was completely overwhelmed and my younger two who were just outright like throwing middle they weren't actually throwing middle fingers but you know just metaphorically throwing middle fingers give me the stink eye and that came out in all the manner of tantrums and defiance (laughs) and obstinance. And so you can imagine it was quite a stressful household until I started getting everyone outside and not going, Oh, let's do this first and then go outside. We just started moving everything outside. We did less of it. Um, and I had to really apologize to them and I had to let them know I'm, I'm learning just the same as you are. This is new to me too. We'll figure this out together. And honestly, I, if I could go back and kick myself in the butt back then and, and maybe even smack myself and go, Hey, you're making this miserable for them. You need to knock the crap off. (laughs) All right. And I think so many newbie homeschools are like, it'll be fine. My kids are used to this. It'll be fine. Yeah. They're used to it when they're in that public school environment. Okay. They're not used to that at home. That's a completely different environment. So you kind of like really got to ease them into it. So in that, let me circle back around here. In that, I had to deprogram literally everything I thought I knew about education. And that was scary as shit to me. That, that, that feeling of losing control of not having everything set in stone of, um, my children not complying like they would in a public school or like they were expected to in a public school terrified me. It made me feel like I was failing. That was my own conditioning. You know, that, that was my own issues to work through. And so I had to really sit down and go, okay, why do I feel like my children, um, not wanting to do things above their emotional maturity, above their, uh, intellectual capacity? Why is that so terrifying to me? And for me, a lot of it comes back to my own parenting, um, societal upbringing and the competitiveness of parenting children in modern day United States. That's just me for you. It could be completely different, but I guarantee you will have to sit there and go, Oh shit. I do have to deprogram. All right. So what you're going to want to do is write down all your expectations that you have of yourself and of your children. Okay. And then I want you to go through and think about a public school teacher sitting there, right? Saying you will do this. You will do that. You will do this. You will do that. Now, if your public school teacher in your mind is saying it, And it sounds like standard public school behaviors or things they would do. Scratch it. Okay. At least just for your first year, scratch it. 
If it sounds like some hippie mama who kind of is like wearing her flowy skirt out in the meadow, let me just raise my hand over here because I love my flowy skirts out in the meadow, um, then you're probably on the right track, okay? Because to your kids, you're not teacher mom. You're just mom. And so trying to combine teacher and mom together can be very, very confusing, especially if your kids are coming from the public school system where you have never had anything to do with that. Most of the time, parents aren't even allowed to know what's going on. And now you are fully in charge of them. There's going to be some rebellion. Be mom first or dad or parent or whatever your identifier is. Be that first and foremost for the kids that you are teaching for your children. Okay. Then be their mentor, facilitator, and teacher next. You need to make sure that you are keeping that relationship warm and comfortable and safe. All right. So deprogramming yourself. Now that leads into the next D, which is de-schooling. I see a lot of newbie homeschool moms get de-schooling and unschooling completely uh, interchangeable in their minds. Two totally different things, two completely different things. Now, a good rule of thumb is about one month for every year that they've been in the system. Um, my kid he had only been in the public school system less than a year when we pulled and we decided to start homeschooling. So we only took about a month in hindsight, we probably should have taken about three months. It was, uh, yeah, he did not have a good time in, in school, even in kindergarten. Um, but I'm going to say if your kids are upper elementary or middle school, give them a good four months to de-school. And I know in your mind, you are going, <gasps> you know, there's that like, oh God, nope, because you're just going to turn to video games and they're going to do this and that and social media. No, 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 mama. Hit the brakes there. Pump the brakes. Okay. Um, have some guidelines, have things that they need to do. Don't let them just sit around and, you know, be lazy. Absolutely not. There's chores to do. There's responsibilities to be had, but there's also trips to take. There's incredible literature to read just for pleasure, just, just to read it. There's learning to bake with mom. Maybe you two could start an art project together. Maybe there is a national park that you've always wanted to go see. Those things are still learning. I mean, your kid's brain is not going to turn to mush if they're not doing a curriculum and workbooks and recitation. Absolutely not. And kids, when they get bored and they get challenged, they will find things that intrigue them, that help them learn. It's just not in an officially learning type way. Okay. So don't, don't think of it as, you know, completely letting them go hog while, um, I forget what it's called when uh, the Amish kids around 16, they like leave the Amish community for a little bit and, and they go and they just go hog wild and drinking and drugs and, and, you know, living off of the farms and everything. And then they decide to come back. I forget what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> it's not that. Okay. Um, but they need absolutely nothing related to school. 
okay no no test no curriculum no math projects science projects nothing of that nature let them breathe let them breathe okay but keep quietly strewing books around the place or inviting them to go do things with you or have them even just come sit out with you in the garden this is a great time for you also to start learning some new things um maybe taking up a new hobby. I, I I don't even know what hobbies are anymore. Um, but that's because I always seem to have a new baby who takes up literally all my time. I'm on my fourth and last one though. So there's light at the end of the tunnel in about uh, two and a half years, but I can, I can do it. <laughs> all right. But this is a great time for you as well. So both of you are going to be deprogramming yourselves from the public school system. Have conversations about it. Have open and honest conversations about it. Ask your kiddo what they think that they would like the homeschool environment to look like. Ask them if there's anything in particular that they would like to learn. Ask them, ask them their opinion, get them involved in this, even in the slightest little bit. Um, you know, I was, Obviously my kids were much younger, but they had a great time helping us design our homeschool room. We just took our uh, dining room and moved the table over into the kitchen area and then turned that into like our our nook with um, a table, an old vintage table and comfy chairs and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. So get them involved in this but let them relax. They really, really, really need to relax. And and you're probably going to see stress just melting off of them, especially if they have experienced any bullying or, um, anxiety surrounding schoolwork or just any of the crap that goes on in public school that, that can be not is, but can be so detrimental to children, especially ones that are more sensitive these days, uh, to their environments you'll probably be amazed at the changes you see in your kid when they know that they're supported and they can relax. Okay. So moving on, I just want to give a word of warning. Um, before you start your planning, have it in the back of your head and be okay with it. And this is part of your deprogramming also that around six months into your first year, you are most likely going to do a complete 180. You're going to veer off course completely. Um, and a lot of it is going to be because you're still shedding your programming or what you think you should be doing as a homeschooling uh, mom. And I bring this up a lot to a lot of new homeschool moms and the veteran moms who have way more experience than me all come in and they say, yes, sister. They're like, you will change your vision, your expectations, your curriculum. Something major will change right around six months because that's about the time where you're really getting into your stride. You're really starting to build your confidence and getting, getting this under your belt and just kind of getting more with the flow of things. So expect that expect that you're going to wake up one day and you and your kids are going to be doing this and you're going to go, this is not working for us. And this is not the vision I have for our house and our homeschool anymore. And that is so normal, so normal and so okay. And it's actually really, 
really exciting. And the reason why it is really, really exciting is because that means you guys are actually finding your true homeschool vision. You're finding your homeschool vibe. You are finding what is working for your family as a whole, what you need. It could be a change in schedule. It could be a change in the days you do it. It could be a change in location. Uh, It could be withdrawing from a co-op or entering into a co-op. It could be socializing less, socializing more. Like I said, completely switching up the curriculum. Whatever it is, all of a sudden, you'll realize that something needs a major change. And once you make that major change and you allow it, do not fight it. Do not fight it, okay? I am telling you. Once you allow that change to happen, oh my goodness, it is going to be like this breath of fresh air just came into your homeschool and everyone's going to be reinvigorated. Maybe not like the idyllic Pinterest, you know, YouTube vlogger, whatever. Um, But there is going to be a huge, huge breath of air that comes in. So this was... (laughs) I mean, a little bit shorter than I thought it'd be, honestly. Um, but it's, it's so important to shed the identity that we carry with us from public school because it does not serve you in homeschool. It is so important to allow your children to shed their public school identity. And if they weren't really crazy about leaving public school, they're going to need time to grieve that also. You know, it's a major change for them. Think about how hard it is for some kids when they leave high school just because they're graduating. And now take this when maybe they're in their formative tween years. Maybe they're just starting to build, you know, a social life or whatever. and, And something's just not jiving and you don't feel public school's working for them anymore. So you take them out. They need time to grieve that. They need support to grieve that. And yeah, you might question yourself, am I doing the right thing? Know in your heart, you can always send them back to public school, right? You can always send them back to public school if it doesn't work out. But give yourself a good year and a half to two years before you really make that yes or no decision. All right. So with that, um... I think I'm going to go ahead and say this is this is probably where we need to stop for this episode, the deprogramming episode. But again, I hope that you're able to take in a lot of encouragement. I hope you were able to take in a lot of advice. And I hope that as we go on, you keep getting your three C's feeling calm, cool, and confident wait, calm, collected, and confident. It's something. It's three C's. Okay. I will see you guys next time. Next time we're going to start getting into the nitty gritty of planning. It sounds like a lot. It feels like a lot, but after you get into a rhythm, it's super easy. Take care of you and I will see you next time. Bye.